This is for the nerds, this is for the brainiacs, this is what we deserve Go ahead and play it back, you ain't gonna touch me You not gonna do nothing, you are not above me I bet you wish you was me, I know that I know What is poppin' everybody? And welcome back to another special episode of the Only Friends Podcast. Well, you know, it's me and my only friends, which includes, but it's not limited to, Guapito, what's poppin', baby? My William Hill account is like this, Connie. Oh, oh, wait. Oh, shit. Man. Oh, shit. Uh, all right, bro. I guess you won. Congrats on the W, bro. <laughs> yeah. You know how many picks? Congrats, man. You know how many picks he sent us? Zero. I keep asking. Hey, Throw can, me a pick. You guys, you guys can he, he just knows all the all <laughs> the sharp picks, knows every one, never loses, gives us nothing. If you're a member, he might give you some picks. No. <laughs> when you say that your account is, is, you know, ballooning. Yes. How many pennies are we talking here? <laughs> Or are you measuring in pesos? If we're measuring in pesos, I should retire and move to Cancun. Okay, now. yeah. <laughs> Let's go. Uh, yeah, it's looking good, man. I'm happy. Yeah, made a couple couple dimes. Yeah, Wait a minute. Okay. So ever since uh, you started taking uh, Weekend Warrior UFC, you're four and out. Uh, yes. Wow. Mm -hmm. Crushes it. Bro's cooking. Mm -hmm. Let bro cook. We will get to those Weekend Warrior picks at the end of the show as uh, my Caliente pick once again may or may not have succeeded may or may not have come through uh we'll we'll discuss a little bit of that as well as uh, the weekend that was the nfl towards the end of the show before we get to that we got a lot of poker a lot mm -hmm. of poker to talk about it's a good monday it's always a great monday when there is poker on the docket and i gotta tell you this game of gold man it does not disappoint it's gold it does not disappoint at all uh Watched episode five this morning, so spoilers for anybody who hadn't. You might want to turn away. Man, Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. Like, most shows, you get one a week. That's true. Yeah. If you're lucky. That is true. There is the aspect of, uh, you know, we're going to get to watch a lot of poker through those three episodes. So it's like, it's three episodes a week, but it's only really one episode of moving the storyline along. I like it. I mean, we love it. Because, we like it. You know. More content is good. Well, yeah, and we're also we're also very much we like hardos <laughs> when it comes to poker. Yeah, you know, like we'll sit here and we'll break down a a, a limp pot in a heads up match for fifteen minutes. But um, I thought today was very much like episode one. It's a great mix. It's so good to see the element of the game kind of unfold. We predicted mm -hmm. a little bit of this. We were right. We, we were. We were mostly right. Close. We were very close. Yeah, I, I was right. You were right about what? How it's team captains. I'm sorry, you were? Yeah. Does anyone else have recollection of Conrad saying the winning team would be the captains? No, I, I believe that. definitely said that. I think we said that the winners of each sit-and-go would be the captains and yeah. ended up being the winning team yeah, I split thought, up and be captains. I thought we all agreed upon that. I don't recollect. Oh, right, it's winning um, team. Yeah, we were a little bit off. We were yeah, off. We were yeah. off. I don't recollect the, the whole team captain thing, but if I had to give any feedback, I feel really bad that they're doing the whole, like it takes me back to elementary school when they have like, the two schoolyard pick right where it's like mm. and you just know who's gonna last, be last last that's picked in gym good. class no, man, that's great i, I feel i feel no, bad. we that love is that fucking amazing we want we, we want pain we want pain we're for adults man yeah <laughs> right 
feel bad mm-hmm. for her. That's fine. But you know, like you know why they started. Somebody this? had to be last. You know yeah. why they started this in gym class? So you can get some callus on your head mm-hmm. in your okay. brain. You know okay. what I mean? Mm-hmm. I respect that. Yeah. Don't you don't. Yo, you gotta <clears throat> toughen up a little bit. Josh um, actually, Josh actually made a, a tweet thread about it. About the draft? Yeah, getting picked second to last. We're like, prior him would have been like really pissed about it. We're like, newer him doesn't care as much. Yeah. Well, um, he's rich now. Yeah, yeah, he's rich. Has money. <laughs> he's a hot, uh, hot fiance. Yeah. Soon to be wife. Soon to be wife. Yeah. yeah. Bro's, also, it's bro's probably, just living. And it's also the, the game of poker. It's not basketball, right? Where in poker, it's a oh, game. Oh, because if it was basketball, Josh would be really upset. <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs> well, it's like in the sense of in this, in this kind of game, like if people underestimate you and you have some sort of hidden edge or whatever, it's a good thing. Well, yeah. in basketball, like if you're last, you're most athletic. Like, there's no redeeming quality here. Well, I mean, you know, you could, you could just be a, a big time rebounder like myself. That's you. You go hard. Mm-hmm. You no, know, I, I just I turned into <laughs> Wojciechowski out there, just slapping the floor. <laughs> like, you want to pick me last? I'll body up the six seven guy. Yeah. I don't give a shit. Wait, you actually have nothing to lose, so you'll fist fight That's their right. best player. <laughs> That's right. I'm I'm there. I'm the, there for this, the physicality. This happened in high school basketball, actually. Uh, Someone on a high school team that wasn't very good, like literally just started shit with one of the best players on the other opposing team, and they, they both got ejected. I play, I, look, I played <laughs> enough hockey to know that you need an enforcer, and mm-hmm. maybe that's not a thing in basketball, but god <laughs> damn kid, it, I'm going to make it a thing. <laughs> the kid got ejected from the game and then tried to go watch the game from the stands. <laughs> that's reasonable, I think. <laughs> they're, like, they're, no. they're like, no, you have to leave. <laughs> leave the building. Ejected You're ejected me. from the building. Ejected means ejected from the building. Correct. That's right. Um, okay, so we're going to pretend like Conrad predicted that it was going to be the winning team. <laughs> nice uh, call, I mean, Connie. Nice yeah, call. Good, good job. job. You're, you're a smart guy. I appreciate you guys. You're a smart guy, mm-hmm. Conrad. They did go by coins, though, so I guess there's some more advantage there. Like, yo, got to pick first because he had the most coins, and yep. he won match three. Yep. So match three actually had the most amount of coins for first. Right. Well, no. I think. No, match four did. How there, much was, there was very little. Oh, right. Sorry. D-Dub. Wait. So, oh, right. D-Dub wasn't a team captain. That's Correct. why. He had the most coins. Got it. Well, yeah, he has the most coins. Right. But he wasn't um, a captain, so he couldn't choose. But correct. if he could have, he would have won first. Correct. Got it. I think Yeah, you th- had the most coins out of the team that won. Yeah. I think that that's accurate. I'm pretty pretty sure that's accurate. For some reason, I thought I remembered the seeing the, the graphic of Yo having the most with 100. That's what I saw. But that wouldn't make sense. Because DW won the yeah, bigger one. Yeah, he won the bigger sit and go. Yeah. For sure. Um, Let me check. But anyway... Uh, what did you guys think about the the draft strategy? We kind of discussed a little bit, like yeah. Oh, yeah so look, so m- maybe you got coins for for being the winning team as well. Maybe you got extra coins there too. Mm. Oh yeah, yeah, right? yeah, yeah. because you, um, no, you're right. Everyone else yes. on the winning team got thirty extra coins. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, that's what happened. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. you're right. Yeah, right, yeah. that's what happened. So Yo does have the most, mm-hmm. um, and then that's here we are now. Yeah, yeah, um, that's accurate. Yep, that makes okay. Got it. So he still would have picked. Got it. Mm-hmm. Uh, so what did you guys think about the draft order? Yeah, picking jungle Snake seems, order. Yeah. You just mean like picking jungle first? Strategy wise, yeah. Hmm. Mm. Uh, team, if it's okay, so they knew it was a team heads up. He wanted Fedor, no, but he couldn't have Fedor. Yo, viral picking Fedor <laughs> was the funniest <laughs> shit. <laughs> He's like, so... I'll take Fedor. And they're like, you can't take him. He's a captain. <laughs> I think Yo makes a pretty big mistake picking jungle first. I mean, he essentially folded in the big blind. But... Quite honestly, <laughs> I would have picked somebody. I think I would have picked Maria first, honestly. You went second. Why? Care to elaborate? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you just said someone made a mistake and you would have picked someone else and nothing I, else. I don't want somebody that's the best in the world heads up. You don't know it's a heads up match. Later on. 
You, you don't know. No, we that, don't know. You don't know that it's going to be cold. I the same thing. What I do know is at some point it's going to be heads up for 456,000 probably. Uh, but that's not important. But you, see, yeah. <laughs> you see that it's going to be round by round. The teams are going to change. No, of course. But I would just try to make my team as strong as possible without the absolute goats on it. I think it's a, there's a balance, right? Because like you have to, you want to accumulate the most coins, but you also want to give yourself the best chance to keep advancing. So, um, I mean, picking the best player uh, that's that's out there is probably going to give you the best chance to advance, but maybe not give you the best chance to Later accumulate on. the most coins in that in this round. So, Man, it's it a kinda, give or take. It kind of worked out for him though. Well, yeah, because he, like he, he got to go he first. He picked jungle and, then, yeah. and also went first. Well, mm -hmm. jungle letting Yo go first is. Nuts. Insane. Yeah, it's it's just insane. beyond right. clear that jungle's not thinking about the meta strategy of the mm -hmm. game. And Yo is. <clears throat> yeah, Yo's very sharp, uh, it would appear. Um, <laughs> I, I think that I would push back a little bit that I don't think the objective is to necessarily accumulate all of the coins. I think coins in this game format are uh, kind of a currency to set up the most profitable uh, finale that you can navigate yourself through. So what I mean by that is in this round, it's very clear that people who have coins have the ability to manipulate the scenario to the best of their desire, I guess, um, as far as starting to create alliances, setting yourself, in up, setting yourself up in a situation to both accumulate coins, advance, but also keep people in your favor down the line that will benefit you in some sort of capacity. So, for example, uh, we don't know what's going to happen on the other teams, and we kind of got a little teaser of this uh, prior with David Williams saying, like, I'll happily give up the coins type of thing. Um, Yo has the most amount of coins. Jungle is the best heads-up player on the in the remaining event, period. Like, it's very, very clear that it's Jungle, Fedor, and then everybody else, mm -hmm. right, as far as, like, heads-up experience Charlie's goes. Charlie's pretty good, right? I'm mm -hmm. sure he's fine. Yeah. But, like, but he's not in that level. Well, as far as, as far as people that have played the most heads up, I would assume it's Jungle and Fedor, and it's okay. not even remotely close. Okay. Um, and I think, like, I mean, I think it's like wild how little people know <laughs> about Jungle. Jungle's been playing heads up for. <laughs> it's unreal. Jungle's been playing heads up for like 15 years. Uh, like Robin saying that. Nikita would have an advantage against jungle is maddening. <laughs> I, I mean, it's just Frodo's like... another lure. I mean, yeah, it's just like, th this is insane. I don't know how good Nikita is or isn't at heads up, but like, I can promise you she has no edge versus jungle. I don't think anyone there has an edge versus jungle. So it's like, in that particular instance, obviously you want to accumulate coins for the finale, but he already has 100. So he already knows he's going to go into the finale with... If he makes the finale, he already knows he's going to go there with 100 big blinds. And in this particular instance, I don't know what Yo's heads up capabilities are, um, but you know him deferring to jungle to go first and then him getting to go second isn't much of a hit. Yeah. Uh, he would still be able to accumulate all coins. Now, the other strategy of why you wouldn't want to do that is because personally, I wouldn't want jungle to accumulate coins. He's too good. Right. Yeah. But that's also why I would have never picked jungle. Um, I wouldn't, I would be, I would be picking teams based off of, uh, what mediocre players can I help advance through to the next round <laughs> while trying to potentially eliminate 
talent, right. like make, what happened in first game. You want to try to make the final round as soft I know that's what you said. Oh, okay. Yeah. I wasn't disagreeing with you. Uh, the way you started, I thought you were disagreeing. I was like, wait. No, I was disagreeing with Brian, uh, <laughs> so, kind of putting a major emphasis on just accumulating coins. Yeah, I, I don't, gotcha. I don't think that that's <laughs> so, so your first goal. pick is somebody you think is like m mediocre enough to keep and still good, better than the field, but not not in the top tier. Yes, it's not the top three. I'll say. Yeah, that's like, what I'll say. I, I probably would have gotten. Maybe. I probably would have taken the worst of it because not knowing that it was a heads up and not really being able to anticipate that it was going to be heads up. Like in my mind, if I had to think of it, how it would work round by round, I would have thought that the last round would have been heads up. So I wouldn't have necessarily drafted based off of heads up prowess. No. And I would have taken Olga first. Got it. Because I think she would defer to me and I think she's a really strong player. And now in this format, I would have got fucked bad. Right. But yeah, my targets would have been like Olga, um, Lucas, uh, I think like Andy, like middle pack defer is yeah. what you want. Middle pack and people who are going to let me set the strategy. Right. I think, um, I think the final is going to be a six handed sit and go. I think it's you're probably poker, right. It's poker after dark, yeah. right? Like it, it just makes sense. Wow. The meta Brian. Six handed. Yeah. The meta game take turtle. All sit and go. Right. This man has so much Bravo in his belt. He knows exactly what's <laughs> about I know that how happen. these reality shows shake <laughs> out. Okay. Wait a minute. So there's all. 12 left now. So one It'll team's going to be eliminated. To it's going to be down to nine. Nine. Eight. Yeah. Oh yeah. Nine. Sorry. The three hands. And then so they'll do yep. three teams. And then there's three teams of three. Mm, probably. Or maybe, maybe we go we, solo. Maybe, maybe we start flying yeah. solo. Down to nine, then you lose three, three more, and then now you then you have the final. Maybe if we, yeah, cause, well, and there's three team components, right? It's like this is round two, and we then there's know. round three. We don't know what the or third round know. is. Right. We don't know. It could like, be we don't anything. know if it's going to be teams it again or be, not. A, yeah, right. it could Got be. Yeah, it could be some sort of individual yeah. thing where where the bottom three get eliminated. Yeah. So Efra brings up a good point, though. Yo does know that he's almost certain to get Kaina. So you would almost have to draft according to that aspect as well. Mm -hmm. um, I still don't think I would necessarily go top of the top. Just because no matter what format you play, it's going to be really high variance. Even these heads up sit and goes, there isn't a huge edge to, to garner. Like jungle's for sure the best, but like he's probably uh, in, in like his highest... Uh, in his highest advantage match, like say it's him versus Kaina. He's probably like 58-42, maybe, 60-40 at, mm -hmm. at most, you know? So it's like you can still kind of draft to your strategy knowing that it's an individual game at the end of the day and you don't have nearly as much control over advancing round by round as you yeah. think. Like, I would happily let a super team develop here because... Yeah. That's what happened in the first round. Right, mm -hmm. right. So like... Letting a super team develop, what ends up happening is, sure, they increase their likelihood of three strong players advancing to the next round, but alternatively, they can still be eliminated in a cluster, which eliminates three really strong competitors. Yeah. And I don't think, just based off the format with there being so much variance, I don't think that even a super team has so much edge that they advance like half the time more often, or sorry, mm -hmm. uh, twice as often as the weakest team yeah and then now you get you get uh like you said three three very strong players just out in one fell swoop yeah 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 so i mean like essentially the way i see the formats kind of playing out it's always high risk you're always at high risk of your team being eliminated and the amount of control that you have over that isn't really as much as you think um so i would just always 
look for my own personal selfish endeavors. I mean, it, happened you're in, a, it happened in round one, right? right? There was a super team and they got eliminated. Yeah. Like yeah. when you're in a, when you're in the prime position of like yo being the captain or any of the captains for that matter, I would just be looking out for number one. And that would be trying to disguise uh, any of my decisions thereafter based mm-hmm. off of uh, what I thought would appear to look like it benefits the team. But that's kind of the thing, right? If you, uh, if you draft somewhat of a slightly softer team, um, you kind of get to, to set the strategy yourself and you make it look like it's, it's one for all and all for one. You know, like if you end up with, uh, say, so say Yo goes first and he ends up with like, um, I don't know, David and Kaina. Uh, it's pretty, pretty clear what the pecking order there is going to be. It's just going to be Yo, David, Kaina. Mm-hmm. And that makes it like really easy. Now all you have to do well, is... Well, David might want to go first. Well, he's going to want to go first. Uh, so, like, you know, you probably don't take David because he's sharp on the Yeah, on I'm the looking meta at the list yeah. now. I'm yeah. trying to figure out my own list. Now it's saying, mm-hmm. like, call it games and wise. Like, Josh, Arya might want to go first. No. Mm-hmm. I, think, I think you get Arya to defer. Like, yeah, he might want to go first, but I think you can win that argument. Yeah. Um, like, end of the day, still have to win. Like, I think it would be harder to win the argument with Maria. Unless you're Fedor. Yeah, which I, is so sharp by him. Because he's the one guy on that cast that she'll defer to. They're friends. She recognizes his brilliance. When it comes to poker-related things, she's just always going to kind of put him on a pedestal. Yeah. So he's like literally maybe the only guy on the entire show that she would defer to. Like I think she would fight Jungle for the number one spot. But like far, far, far less so with Fedor because they have mutual respect for one another. They did get in a fight. Um, uh, we saw a Yo-Jungle kind of fight about kind of going third. Because kind of is going third in both spots. Because... Mm-hmm. They both double team the argument of wanting uh, the better players to play more hands. Yeah. Um, and then it's it is really tough when you get in that situation. It's like hard to one v two that one. Yeah, it's an interesting spot because uh, you essentially presume that Kinda's coins aren't worth much. So her going first, if you're yo, actually isn't a bad thing. As long as you can convince jungle to anchor, right? If you can convince jungle to go third, then kind of going first is actually kind of good. Like yo basically always wants to go first or second. Um, and if you can convince jungle to go third, I think it's worth going second because kind of accumulating coins when you're pretty confident, she's just at some point going to get eliminated from this com- uh, competition or just very likely be one of the strategically weaker players if it comes to the finals, all of this benefits you when you've already built a head start with coins. Well, what if you can just, I mean, the way like yo kind of strong armed it and went first <laughs> works out better. He'd rather go first than second. Yeah. Well, I think it's more dependent on jungle. I think you would rather, if you're yo, I think you would rather go second and have jungle go third than you go first and have jungle go second. For a couple reasons. One, you don't want a situation to come up where Kaina is the anchor and oh, all, all team hopes rely on her. That's what she was saying. Correct. So she's right in that, in that regard. And then number two, um, if you go first and Jungle goes second and you fail in your match, Jungle has the ability to accumulate a bunch right, of Jungle points. Jungle can sweep. Yeah. Yeah. So he's, he's very much good Jungle, enough to sweep. Jungle can sweep, but if he doesn't sweep, uh, you guys, uh, it's tougher like kind of then has to like not sweep, but then call a one v two at the end, which is bad team wise. But you can make the argument that it's probably a pretty bad spot if uh, they both, if Yo and Jungle both lose, anyways. 
just yeah. depending about how. Yeah, yeah, they're they're just very likely to get eliminated at that point, so it just doesn't matter anymore. It's a double it's a double a limb, so you can set different people to go different times. Oh, like, so th they don't have to always go one two three one two three. That's, okay, okay, okay. Because if they lose, what they have they the set for? What have they set for the elimination round, or have they not? They yet? haven't gotten. They haven't, them. Yeah, they I haven't see. yet because they, they just decided kind of would go third in both. Right. They've mm -hmm. just made that to some. They've made that decision now, but I'm sure that right. can be subject to change. Yeah, yeah, right. Yeah, so that's like all the more reason to kind of try to try to position jungle into third in both. Well, at least in the first one. Because in the first one, you still have the opportunity where you can just sweep and jungle just never gets the opportunity to play. Right. Which means he never gets the opportunity to accumulate coins. And all of that's great. Right? Um, even if kind of swept uh, on your behalf, now you and jungle both get team coins, but you already have two and a half X more coins than jungle. So you still have way more coins than a really strong competitor. And you take away his ability to accumulate as well. Like, I think... I think there's a, there's a fine balance here to strike between wanting to accumulate coins yourself versus wanting to prevent other good players from accumulating coins. Because the, the, the diminishing returns of having a greater stack in the final sit-and-go uh, are, are just, you know, it's very much similar to ICM. Um, Yo going into the final with 400 big blinds versus 100 isn't going to matter a ton. But jungle going in with, you know, 45 big blinds instead of 200 is pretty big deal. Winning this is actually really huge. You get into the fourth round. You skip the oh, third round. Oh, that's right, too. Yeah. You do skip well, the third round. Just in the heads up, not the game itself. You misunderstood. Oh, the way right. it works is. Um, you just. Like, this is. Yeah. It's four rounds of heads up, not four rounds of the overall game. Oh. Right. It's four rounds So there's of, a winner's yeah, bracket, right. a loser's bracket. Gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. And then a, it, there, there's a double elimination. So, like, in the loser's bracket, it's round robin. Gotcha. Right, so there's the opening round of the first two losers, and then the winner of that will play the loser of the winner's bracket. Okay. Right. And how mm -hmm. many coins do you get per match? Uh, I don't recall. You get, 30. 30? you get 30. You get 30 coins if you yeah. win. Mm. If you win your match, you get 30. Okay. Each so, match. Yeah, so if so Yo's Yo already up to 160. Then. And piled yeah. with the flush draw against Olga's 8. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Which she might fold. Mm -hmm. And then here we are. But yeah, so he Wait, might... Wait, no, it looks like you get 100. No... That's if I think that's if you win your round. It said times a hundred, times a hundred, times a hundred. I think that's yeah. for the winner. So that'd be for the three players. For the three players, each get a hundred. Oh, I think that's round. what you get if you win. If you double win, like if if Yo's teams wins and then they beat the winners of the other match. No, it was it was showing that in the first round. No, I think it's per match. So like yeah, it was showing a hundred coins per match. The team if you win get, your match, you get a hundred coins for your team. Yes, got it. Each person gets 100 coins. Yeah, that makes more... I guess you'd leverage that in you, order so to anchor. So for each individual match of the heads up, I'm assuming you get 30 coins. Yes. And then if, if your team wins your match, each each get 100. Okay. No, yeah. that's not what it showed. Go back to the graphic, Wop. You the clip. It showed a graphic... It, it showed 100 coins per win. Or per, per heads up, sit and go. I mean... Efro said I might be right about the other thing, too. Um... That the 2-0 team advances to the fourth round. Oh, no. No. You're he's definitely not. Big no, he's saying the same thing as you. No. Yeah. Game winners receive 30 coins. 30 okay. coins, yeah. And then, yeah. So you, you blow through the teams. Right. By the way, Najad is such a troll. <laughs> Like when Nikita was picking. Oh, what are you thinking about right now? Yeah. yeah. He, I caught like, on to that. He was too. like, well, you got to watch them play. Yeah. 
Okay, uh, wait. So this is the winner bracket. Oh, okay. So it goes up to 100 in the winner's bracket, I think. And yeah, it skips ahead to round four um, just of the heads up. So you go to the championship round. Gotcha. Okay. You have to beat two teams. Uh, you beat two teams, you each get 100 coins. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so that's where you get the 100 coins. Um, so it's 30 coins... For per victory, no, no, for I, only I, the I, person who plays, right? And then the team, who, the team that wins, each gets a hundred coins. Yes, each. right. Team yeah. that wins gets a hundred. Oh coins. no, right. no, no! Conrad's right, dude. Right. Conrad's yeah. right. If you win both of these heads up matches, you go straight to round four. Yes, in the heads up in, in matches. The heads up matches. No, 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 no. You're straight to round four in the game. No, because the two losing teams play to get eliminated, and then the team that won the heads up that didn't get eliminated, and the team that lost to the championships face each other in round three. That's yes. what it is. Correct. But you go straight to round four. And then the winner of that. No, it's it's, it's in the game. I promise. Conrad's mm, right. I'm not sure about that. If you win, how could he be right, Landon? He's right. <laughs> how could Conrad if you win, tell? Okay, I know. If you win both matches and the heads up, you advance straight to round four of the competition, not of the heads up. So they just go right to the finals. Yes. And that's so now we only have six six people yes. left in round three. Yes. Oh, that make that that yes. would make sense. And then yeah. six people left in round three, three get, One eliminated, team gets eliminated, and then yes. there's six in the finals. Or they read they redistribute yeah. the people on the both teams. So that makes sense then from a coin accumulation standpoint too, because I was thinking that they're giving away a lot of coins. I was gonna say, Connor I, I, w. That's what I was up. gonna say. I was like, man, they're gonna have so many coins. Like, everyone's gonna have like four hundred big blinds by the time they get to the final round. But yeah, that make that does make sense. Okay, so then good job, Conrad. So then the max coin <laughs> what, what's what's the max coins that that you can accumulate from this heads up match? Well, Yo has the most coins now. Not not just a single individual. Uh, I'm saying like what's if if what if Yo swept the whole way through? Yeah. What's the max coins he could pull? He would win one. He win two hundred eighty coins if he won all six matches because his team would win. He'd get hundred coins, and then he'd win one eighty from each match. So we'd have a total from, of three eighty. Yeah, six matches times okay. thirty coins. Yeah. So then so then that's the max. That's the max starting stack. Would be three eighty. Probably. Yo, yo, well, we assume. I'm so, assuming right? round three is not going to give you that many coins to, mm -hmm. like, there's an incentive not to play round three. Right, because you can't get eliminated. But there is potential that, like, so say like DW, uh, who has I think eighty coins right now. Um, there's potential that he could maybe accumulate more if he went the whole way through. If he swept. Yeah, like if, yeah, like went through the whole way through the heads up bracket and then like won the max coins mm -hmm. in round three. Like if he, right, yeah, you have to you have to win five matches, which would give him 150 coins. But because they don't get the 100 coin bonus that you get for correct being two and out. Correct. Yeah, yeah, right. Uh, yeah, so I'm assuming that Yo would have top stack if he, if he swept everyone. Maybe. I mean, it, it, he would go in with 380. David would go into round three then with 230. Seems pretty reasonable. He can make 150 coins there. Mm -hmm. So maybe the maybe the greatest starting stat. I don't know. We'll see. I yeah. guess we'll see. But yeah, if you win, if you go two and zero, you go straight to round four, and then the two teams that have a loss in the heads up play round three. Yeah, man. It'd be wow. it, hmm. it'd be it's very interesting. Right, right, right. But it'd be very interesting if they presented that before the draft because it would change strategy so fucking much. Sorry, it's not double elimination. It's just if you lose the first, you must fight for the second, and if you win your first, you're clean. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, Fuck, the chat's on fire right now. They're telling me I missed the opportunity for a bucket, all this shit. <laughs> God damn it. We still have yet to get the bucket board. Mm -hmm. we, we do need to get the bucket board, for sure. <laughs> we do have the timer. Yeah, the timer hasn't really been that helpful, though. <laughs> yeah. um, so what do you guys think about the rest of the drafts as far as, like, 
you know, Yo taking jungle was like not that shocking. He's the no. best player available. Yeah, yeah. There's. I see what you're saying, man. It is kind of rough when you want, like, you don't want to, you don't want to keep good people in. I don't want the sharpest there. You don't Just, want, you no. don't want sharp. You gotta go, man. So I would try to figure out what the line is. It's of. tough too because the the way it worked is Charlie's team, Yo's team, Fedor's team, whatever you want to call it, they were very strong. Yeah, team. Like they were they were definitely the second super team. Charlie, in Nikita, the first round. Fedor, Yo. Right. So now it breaks down when it goes in, into being captains. You have three really strong players that are available, right? Um, it's interesting because like I I I just would have passed on Jungle. Who would, would you have went with? I would have never picked Jungle or Fedor. Yeah. Who would you, well, you can't pick Fedor. Yeah. Oh, sorry. sorry. Yo, yo tried. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, yeah. I forgot. Well, so who who would you have picked, Burke? But to that point, if Fedor was available, I definitely wouldn't have picked him. Yeah, right. Yeah, of course. Right. I, you definitely would have or would, have would not. Have. And it trickles down. I also wouldn't want to pick, uh, like, I would try to figure out where the line is. I also wouldn't want to pick Josh or David. Like, I would want Josh. I would definitely want Josh. I would want Robin. I would want. Um, like, if I had to, okay, so I had to figure out the line. Let me do it like, this way. I'll tell you who's available, and you tell me where you yeah, rank them. There are eight people from that you one pick to from. eight. Yeah. Maria, Josh, Jungle, Kaina. D.W. Andy Olga Lucas Robin. Maybe are, Andy. Are we talking? Are we talking game strategy? Or are we talking? We're talking poker game strategy. strategy. Game, game strategy? strategy. Yes. Andy. One would be no. I think Andy's gonna come in at like five. D.W.'s gotta be. I gotta say. Wait, are you are we are we ranking them as far as like who we think our toughest competitor is? No, I, no, we're, we're saying who you would take. Who oh, you who would, take would take as, as your first like call it pack one pick mm -hmm. one right? Uh. Who's your first pick? Not knowing that not, struck, not knowing that you're going to be playing heads up and all the, the rules. Yeah. Right. Just game show. Like, yeah. you get to pick first. I think I'm, what they knew. I think yeah. I'm going I might, Maria. I need some help to, like, get along to the next round. Um, but it's also just not jungle or, yeah. Uh, yeah, I'm picking Maria. We should have got Lorianne on the show. <laughs> yeah, I, I would... Mm -hmm. I would strongly consider taking Lucas... I would strongly consider taking. Forgot about Lucas, yeah. I, I mean, I, I, I would have, I would have taken Olga, and I would have gotten fucked bad. Because I would <laughs> have ended, heads up, yeah. I would have ended up with Olga and, and Kaina, and personally, like, I'm not super strong at heads up either. So, like, it would have been. Well, there's a balance, right? Because yeah, you just gotta find that line of where you can. No, you, what makes you strong? I, I, I would have, I would have, I would almost certainly have taken Lucas because I just know that he has sit and go prowess. And uh, that can just translate to a lot of things that are available for what we're going to be doing. Mm -hmm. So yeah, I think I think my pick would have been uh, probably Lucas. I've I very likely would stay away from Andy because we have similar skill sets, and I don't think they apply to this game show. Um, Andy would be a good pick for like. Andy would be a good third pick if I'm like choosing second or third, yeah. right? If if I was in Nikita's spot, like. Well, no, even then, it, it doesn't benefit me because you get the wraparound pick, which is good. But, like, if I'm in Fedor's spot, uh, I would have been totally fine landing with, like, Lucas and Andy. Or, like, his team's good. He drafted perfectly, I think. With Josh and Maria? No, he got Maria and DW. Oh, yeah, yeah DW. Uh, oh, wait. No, did no, he no, get no, Josh. Josh. Yeah, he Josh. did get Josh. You're right. Yeah, yeah, Josh fell. Um, Wait, it's not... It's Josh Maria Fedor. Yeah, I mean, I guess for Fedor, he just needs to get to the next round. So in his like, oh right, Fedor picked second, not third. Yeah. I was thinking Charlie. Uh, no, picked second. Charlie has DW and Andy. Andy. Yeah. yeah, Charlie picked Andy first. Yeah. And yeah. Then, well, and I think Charlie's pretty smart for that because I'm not sure how uh, in 
tune Andy is in for like the game right now. He's not. That's he, why I said I yeah, think he's like one of the top three. He I definitely think, is a really good pick. I think Charlie would have benefited a lot from picking uh, Lucas, but I get the Andy pick. I'm yeah. Uh, Charlie's in a tough spot though because his biggest strength is uh, his ability to like manipulate the psychology of all this and mm-hmm. also be a good poker player on top of it. Right? Charlie yeah. was primarily a cash game guy or a tournament guy? Cash guy. Yeah, but he played a lot of high rollers. Yeah, he started with he online made, cash. He kind of made himself known through and the high roller scene. Started winning <laughs> tournaments. Um, <laughs> His first tournament win was like one of the things that people got to know Charlie won from was from Scoop. He won a Scoop for like a Scoop main for right. a few hundred So cash. wait, so ultimately it's Charlie, David, and, and Andy? Yes. Yeah, see, I think that's a problem for him. Him and David are going to clash hard. Yeah. Because here's the thing, like Charlie's definitely going to be playing the game, so to speak. And so is David. So is David. Right, and David. so is David. Very and the intense. issue is is that Charlie isn't Charlie isn't looked at the same way Fedor or Jungle are as far as like their poker prowess goes. Yeah. He's too much of a versatile player who doesn't really have a specialty. It's very and and honestly so are so is Jungle for sure. Jungle plays literally everything. Mm-hmm. But uh he's been dominant for such a long period of time and uh nobody would really question his prowess in anything like he's just kind of viewed in that upper echelon where like Charlie is obviously that talented, but you know, he has his naysayers and the whole point is that he's, he's in a position similar to like how I would be if I was on the show where our, our, our chops can be called into question enough where if you have somebody who's also playing the, the game show game aspect of it really hard, you're going to be just, at your wits end. Yeah. And I think that's what's going to happen with David and, and Charlie. You know, we kind of got a preview of it uh, in maybe the end of this show or maybe it's the end of the last one. I can't remember. But like they're they're certain to fight really, really, really hard for who goes first. Yeah. Um, and now that we know, so I didn't realize that uh, winning this whole thing advanced you through. Now I really like Yo's spot a lot. Um, but I think even more so now Convincing jungle to go third and having kind of go first is worth so much because you just push her through to the finals. Yeah, that's yeah. huge, yeah. Mm-hmm. right? Like you because de- you want a perceived uh, worst player going to the I, end. Look, ideally, if if who do we think is the best heads up player here? Jungle. Yeah. Okay, jungle yeah. or Fedor. Okay, so let's say jungle, jungle Fedor, Charlie. Top. Okay, three. so let's yeah. say jungle could have been a. Let's say jungle could have had number one overall pick. And he has so much confidence, and he knows it's heads up, right? Like, let's just give an ideal world where he gets to play the full strategy. He gets first pick, and he knows it's a heads up sit and go, where if his team advances uh, through a clean sweep, they just ought to go to the final. He should draft who he believes to be the two weakest players. And then he can just play and just go straight just through. Just try to sweep through. Mm-hmm. Uh, and if not, like rely on the fact that you can possibly win your way through the win- or loser's bracket in order to advance to round three. Wait, so, he's pig- so he's piggybacking the worst players into the final. Yeah, that, that would be, that's the dream, I think. Yeah. Who, yeah. Are you, who are you because saying? Because you're no longer a team once you make the final. Who are you saying that for? Jungle or uh, Fedor. Fedor, you mean? Yeah, okay. no, yeah. I meant Jungle, but. Well, I'm just saying because Fedor is a captain, that's why. Yeah, I understand. I just. Gotcha. I, do you. I wonder how many of my words you actually listen to. Like, like one in 10? 30%. <laughs> Three in 10. 30%. It's range. A bit high. <laughs> um, so yeah, like in Fedor's situation. We forget it's a winner take all tournament. Like you need. Right. It's winner take all. Right. So like for Fedor's spot, I said like he drafted perfectly, but maybe not. Maybe Maria isn't 
the pick because she's pretty sharp. Hmm. It's interesting because like she's pretty sharp in playing the game, but we know that she's probably going to let Fedor captain this thing. And those two things are, are kind of at, at odds end. I would say Fedor's probably pretty happy with his team. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But, but like you, But you're saying because Fedor takes one, two one of the best, he should be picking the two worst players. If he knows the structure, he should be picking the two worst if he players knows the structure, in the field. Yeah. Which they don't know the structure for Obviously, right. yeah. Yeah. Um and also the, well there's it, so here's the other aspect of it, I guess, that makes a lot of sense. Um, if your team advances through, you're no longer playing the quote-unquote game anymore. So it doesn't really matter if he, if he takes along a REA. All that really matters is they defer to him and let him accumulate the most coins in this round. Right. Right? So having Maria and REA is maybe best because they're going to duke it out for who goes second and third. But Fader is almost certain to have first crack at winning the most amount of coins. But then you also get... Maria and Aria A to the finals. Do you exactly want that? In a sit and go? Who gives a shit? Yeah. Like Josh is gonna be good at the meta stuff, but like for sure he's one of the three that I would want. If I had to, if I had to if I had to pick my bottom five of people to put into a sit and go, Josh is gonna be right. in there. It's more so it's more so um like by exclusion, not with you including, right? Like you don't want to pick the best to include them with you. You want to exclude, exactly. and yeah. you have to you have to deal with something. Yeah, right. Yeah. It's just like what are you going to choose to live with? Right. And like Fade would rather play against them than have jungle on his team. There's just oh, like yeah, no, of course. Yeah, there, there, there's just like a lot of strategy. Yeah, I, that would have been interesting if Yo would have picked someone else. Like let's say Yo took Maria instead. Fedor had second pick, right? Yeah. Yeah. Let's say Yo took Maria instead. Would Fedor pass on jungle? I think the sharp strat would be pass on jungle, but it's hard. In real time to what, pass on yeah, the because you don't you just think it's a team thing and you just want to get to the next no, round. No, 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 no. He's German, man. He knows this ain't a team thing. <laughs> ain't nothing a Bro, team it's thing. It's winner take all. He knows he's trying to win. He knows yeah. exactly. Like, dude has it down to the scent what his EV right. of every decision right. is. Kind of theoretically, potentially, like the way that this goes is like jungle is actually last pick. God damn it. I wish he really p- passed on. Imagine jungle, jungle. was last because because they know he's too good to mm-hmm. be on the team. Right. So it's like you get stuck with jungle. But you get a better chance well, to get he, through. No, he wouldn't be last because somebody like Nik- Nikita would, would want to to try to advance herself. Well now there's the strat of do you want to take jungle to fade that? It's all about like what no. you think your personal skill is, also, I think. Mm-hmm. Right. Like this is you have to weigh right. your what your skill is against the field and well, then just, draw a line. You just, you're pretty confident that it's gonna end in a sit and go format. So like so no, you wouldn't want to fade that. You want to position Nikita and Jungle together because we've seen her make sit and go errors in, in the first round. Right? You wanna try to get Nikita through, you wanna try to get Kinda through. Do we want to do a mock draft? Let's pretend it's like our theory crafted mock draft. So here's who we have. We know too much though. We already know the format. That's okay, the yeah. but, but, no, but that's fine. Yeah. But like, okay, so now how would you do it? So if you have first pick and you're Yo, who mm-hmm. do you take? I, t- I told you I would take Robin. You would take Lucas. Yeah. Okay, so now if you're Fedor, who do you take? Um, I would take. I think I would take maybe Maria again, or. Uh, possibly, if I, I didn't know his heads up, I would cons- I would strongly consider Olga. Yeah, I was gonna say knowing the format. You Just know the for- assume you know the format. If I knew the format, then yeah, I'd probably lean Maria. Okay, I, so I, now I'm, Charlie. I mean, definitely not Jungle. 
uh, Andy. Pro probably Andy, yeah. Yeah. Okay. okay, and then Nikita takes jungle. 100% takes so jungle. So now you Nikita again, and this is your last pick. Right, so now you have jungle. I think that I would consider Kaina, because Nikita feels very strong at heads up. Jungle is obviously very strong. I would strongly consider taking Kaina. I think right. you missed the mark here. I think that Fedor should be taking Kaina. Why? And trying to get propelled, because like... He's the, one of the best. Because Fedor, yeah, can, like, Fedor, Fedor can hard carry. Fedor, if Fedor can hard carry from the star and just get through. But it's still really high variance. Yeah, yeah of course it is. But He's German, man. <laughs> I, I mean, you, you don't, you don't want to end up in a situation where you have... Well, who else would fall to him? That's the thing. Well, it would probably, he'd probably have Kaina and... Josh. Well, yeah, maybe. Or... It'd be a bold strategy, Cotton. Olga, maybe? It would be him. Olga yeah. would never fall that far unless they knew it was heads up. It, yeah, but yeah. we're assuming only we know. Like, Olga almost went third overall. Yeah. And probably should have. Might be honestly. Aria or DW. Yeah. Yeah, which is fine. Mm -hmm. uh, I mean, that's fine. It's pretty high variance. Um, Aria. When I say Aria. Yeah. yeah. Not the casino. Yeah. The poker player. Yeah, I just think if I was thought I was one of the best in the field left. I would just try to get the weaker players Agreed. on my team Agreed. and just try to hard carry to get them through. Yeah. Mm. Okay, so now let's assume that the draft is over and mm. your team yo. So yeah. you have um you have Andy, right? Andy's your first pick. No, no. No, no. sorry, Lucas. You have Lucas, Lucas yeah. and then who's your last pick would be I guess who would be last? Very likely it would be Josh. Okay, so let's just assume it's you, Lucas, and Josh. Which team do you play against? Um, Nikita's team, Charlie's team. Not Nikita's team. Which is Nikita, Jungle, and Olga. Yeah. No, no, no. I said she should take Kaina. Okay, so Nikita, Jungle, Kaina. Yeah. Or uh, it would probably be. I would just play probably play whatever team uh, chose Olga. So it'd be Fedor. Like once we know it's heads up, I would probably just take Olga or take the no Olga's team would probably land on Charlie's. It would so probably be, be Charlie, Andy, Olga. Right. Yeah. So you'd play that team. Yeah. That's probably... Because then, then Fedor would have to play jungle. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. That's good for you. Yeah. Seems decent. Yeah. It'd be fun. <laughs> yeah, it's interesting. It is kind of fun uh, to theory craft. I, I just like the I game within crafting. the game. Yeah, it's good. Um, it, it's, it's very fascinating to me. I, I will say that, like, overall, I thought the show was so much better with heads up versus the four-handed sit and go. I thought that the editors did a great job of like speed running. They did a bunch of hands, yeah. just like boom, 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 boom. The the mm -hmm. match against um, Lucas, between Yo and Lucas was so good because mm -hmm. they showed a little bit of the lead up and then they like sped through the comeback. Yeah, right? some it of was the just, all ends yeah. and just- Yeah, it was just like, we didn't see all the streets. Like we just saw the, the, the climax of each hand. Right. And that's more than enough. Like truly they don't need to highlight pre-flop to river in the majority of these hands, right? You can literally just like spot show river situations. Right. Cause the fact is we don't really, we don't really have any context clues anyway. You know, we don't see what's been happening. We don't see if Yo's just been bluffing a ton and that's why Nikita has to call down in so many situations. Mm -hmm. Like, you know, we can talk a lot more about strat chat on Wednesday, but uh, I really, really, really like just using the, the poker as uh, kind of imagery to move the game along. Mm -hmm. Especially and, we're going to see so much poker exactly. anyways, right? You're, you're going to get enough of it. You yeah. don't need to see every single hand. Yeah, it was a good yeah. episode. Yeah. Yeah, I thought it was really good. Mm -hmm. I think, you know, I, I expect the next two are going to drag a little bit because it's just going to be heads up. 
Um, well, they have to get through a lot of heads up. Right. Yeah. Right. So it's going to probably be the same kind of edits, cut features. It's going to be good. Well, it seems like there's a little more drama in the coming ones. So. Well, it's just about like flush draw and then like versus 8x. And then uh, they have to get, because they have to get through there's the, the potential match and then the elimination, maybe. Or you think it's going to go three episodes? There's the potential that it actually could go many, many more, right? Because uh, we haven't even gotten through the first round A yet. It's only round A, right? There's still the other first round B. It's possible mm -hmm. Yo doesn't sweep. Right. So there's completing first round A, then there's all of first round B, which will be over an episode. Yeah, and then there side. is all of winner's bracket, which will be over an episode. And then all of loser's bracket, which will be over an episode. And then... Uh, We'll get to round That's it. We'll yeah, the losers, the losers bracket will be very interesting because they'll be playing for their life. Right. Yeah. Right. So I think it'll be very hard to condense this mm -hmm. down to two episodes. We're probably looking at four. Yeah. Uh, I agree mm -hmm. because they'll leave a cliffhanger for the weekend and then on Monday it will be the losers play it out, right? Well, the first round of the losers bracket. Then there's the second round of the losers bracket. Yeah. Right? No, no, sorry, <laughs> no, no, sorry, no, no. sorry. It'll go, um, it'll, it'll, Complete round A and probably B of the winner or of the opening round on Wednesday. And then Friday will very likely be the two winners playing, <laughs> followed by Monday being the loser, the round one of the loser's bracket, round two of the loser's bracket. Yeah. Man, this could have been sick, not, dude. Maybe, maybe the winners won't play until Wednesday. Yeah, next what's week. more interesting, watching the, uh, the, the elimination, the elimination or, or, or the advancing to the, right. to the finals? Right. Yeah. It's Man, tough to know. Imagine right. if Dinegs' team didn't lose. And yeah. then you have to deal with Kuhn, mm -hmm. Dinegs, Kmart, Souza. Yeah, all of them would have been part of the draft. Right. It would have been very Get interesting. Get them out. Mm -hmm. It would have been interesting. Get them out, though. It's, Get them out. I guess that's what makes game shows so cool is it's interesting anyways. It's right. just interesting how. Yeah, right? yeah. Like, this season, interesting how. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Really good players got not Like, no one expected that team to dust round one. Right. I can't wait for season two. Yeah. I wish there was fucking betting odds for this. This, yeah. you know, this could be fun. Oh, it's, tough. Yeah. it's tough because it's already completed. Yeah, that's right. true. Yeah, I, yeah. I mean, you, you could sign do, NDAs. Yeah, you shit. could do like you could do like uh, survivor drafts prior once you know what the cast is. But that's oh, about yeah. it. What do you think about the team eliminations versus individual ones? Like in other game show, like well, reality like type, said, like some people lose, they voted off. Like week. I said, I, I think that what I would do differently if uh, I were in charge of running, like say season two, is I would. I would flip the script on the way that they're comprising the shows. So rather than it being like 80% poker, 20% game strat, I would make it 80% game strat, 20% poker, mm -hmm. right? Wow. By making it single eliminations and then by just completely eliminating the vast majority of the gameplay yeah. from what we get to see. The challenge is you're going to have uh, more things like alliances. Maybe you're voting right. for people. Exactly, so you need yeah. to align with these people so they That'd don't vote you too. to go in to play a heads-up match for your, rather, your life. Yeah, rather, <laughs> Survivor, but two right. people get eliminated to play each other heads-up to see That's the thing, home. right? The <laughs> easiest way to eliminate the majority of the poker is most people don't play. have to play poker. Right. Mm -hmm. Right. So you have the game within the game, and then you have like an elimination heads-up match. Or you have mm -hmm. uh, an immunity challenge where it's a nine-handed sit-and-go or whatever the case mm -hmm. may be and the winner just gets immunity and then there's a vote yeah like the, um, like the the uh the game show the challenge or the the you know the reality show the challenge is like that where mm -hmm. it's just like there's a lot there they have a challenge and then they have an elimination round but like 
everything in between there's all these alliances and figuring out who's going to vote for who and then by the end two people go in some out of line activity right two people <laughs> go in and and one gets eliminated every episode so something like that would be pretty cool yeah yeah, yeah. I, I personally think that that's the structure that this turns into a home run with that might um, be like the mainstream structure people don't really not in a bad way people just don't really care about poker that much right that's fine. Yeah, mm -hmm. so but it'll look, get it'll get people to care about. I watch Ink end, Master right? every single season. I don't. I don't have a tattoo. I don't want a tattoo. <laughs> I'm, I'm not great. even into the culture of tattoos. Right. But like getting to watch 16 artists perform their craft is mm -hmm. interesting to me. And you know, only a third of the show is actually tattooing. It's like yeah. the cooking show. Like fucking chopped is sick. Yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah, top, yeah. Top chef. Top chef. Kitchen right. is sick. Yeah. Like, all that stuff. It's, it's all good. It's, it's fantastic. Yeah. I, I ain't no chef. Like, <laughs> you cook those eggs, though. Yeah. Sometimes. Bussin', 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 bussin'. <laughs> cook those eggs. You got. You wow. Imagine Gen Z Hell's Kitchen. Man, that shit bussin' for real. For real. No cap. <laughs> that shit was mid. You're out. Uh, can't do it. <laughs> can't take I just it. Can't do it. Um, uh, what? what? He's thinking. Mind? He's stimming. <laughs> it almost came out. He just shouldn't be allowed to look at the chat. <laughs> I'm not in the chat. I'll tell you later. Um, <laughs> I can't say. It. All right, let's get into uh, a little bit more of the real poker rather than the uh, game show poker. Uh, there was a tweet that went out, uh, or I guess it was a video from poker.org uh, where they're describing a situation that happened at Hustler Casino. It said, is this a dirty move or is it fair game? Um, without playing the video, just to keep it brief. Basically, there was a drunk guy at the table at 5-5 five, five or 2-5. He was opening 100 blind every single hand. Um, and then one hand he opens to $100 and leaves to take a piss. Uh, folds around to the big blind. And the debate is, what should the big blind's responsibility to the overall game be in this particular situation? Um, Joey Saul highlighted one of the replies where the person said, I don't understand this. You raise and take the hundred every time. Yeah, you may anger the drunk fish, but you pick up 20 big blinds. He might splash around and donate more to the table, but you have to contest others for that. So one seventh of his loss on average, take the hundred and hope he stays. Uh, what are your guys thoughts on this, uh, this scenario? Should it be presented to you? So I think I would just, um, I mean, seen this tweet so this is like right off the top of my head but i would i'd probably just wait i'd wait for him to come back like i'd 100 percent wait yeah, yeah. there's you nothing there's yeah. nothing else you can do but the, do the problem is yeah. the other people at the table some people might complain some people might whatever but i mean like, i'd wait a reasonable amount of time right like if he's gone for like a half an hour like, like this is at a casino ridiculous. so just, they should be mucking his hand honestly yeah kind but if, if they allow him to like take five minutes and go to the bathroom and then come back all right oh, cool this I'm, guy's a fun player yeah, he's exactly. doing crazy crazy stuff at the table we like to see more of that so like why do we want to just you know give him a reason to leave get off your fucking phones both of you, <laughs> Jesus Christ, Dad's mad. Um, yeah, I, I think that I think that people don't understand where their win rate comes from, and it's blatantly obvious in the replies to this video. the The comments are just littered with "It's free money, take it," yada yada oh yada. And it's God, like, come yeah, on. of course that's true, but this guy's losing, you know, hundreds of big blinds per hour, thousands yeah. maybe, yeah. maybe thousands of big it's blinds. The, uh, right. It's the shearing the sheep. Uh, is it idiom? Uh, yeah, shear you sheep can, instead of skinning them. You can shear it many times, but skin it only once. Right. Um, from rounders. I would, I personally... <laughs> That's where it originates from. <laughs> yes, sure. Uh, <laughs> I, I personally, for the sake of saving time, I would 
I would just like raise and give him his hundred back. So like we would just move on and we continue to play poker. That's, and then yeah. when he came back, I would just give him his hundred. Would mm-hmm. they let you do that though? I mean, who's gonna stop you? Yeah. Well, I mean, I know at the jewel, um, <laughs> oh. <laughs> you're not allowed to chop. So like, there's been I didn't know this, but like, I took it down and I just gave the guy back his like dollar. And mm. they wouldn't let me do it. So. There was like, you can't do it. Like, you have like, to give him a dollar off the like, table. You could just like give it to him. Like, what are they going to do? Like, you have, you cannot do that. It's You're insane out. to me yeah. that casinos try to police this stuff. I like, know. What are we doing? Right. What? It, like, what rule is this breaking? Mm-hmm. It doesn't make any sense. It's, it's like, chip it, dumping. Collu- it's it's like, it looks tournament. like a collusion optics. Mm-hmm. Kind of, I guess. That, that's like, about it. There's so, one so, player currently at the table who has an active hand. So again, that goes to my original question. Do you think they would let that fly? Uh, I would imagine so, yeah, uh, especially in California. I can't I, imagine yeah. that they they give a shit about this stuff. Right. I mean, if not, like you just have to give them like give them money off the table. Like if you if yeah, you raise like, and take his hundred and then you give him a hundred dollars, the same right. thing. Yeah. yeah, right. Like exactly. Regardless, like the whole point is that you absolutely, as a reg or even recreational, need to cater to these players. Mm-hmm. And it's blatantly obvious to the arrogance that I see in the replies that people just do not either, either they don't know where their money comes from or they believe they're winning way more <laughs> off the regulars yeah. than they actually are. Right. And it's not even close. Mm-hmm. Uh, there was a lot of debate about like how unfair it is to the dealer. And basically in my experience, what I would say is that number one, Generally, these drunk guys way overcompensate the dealers anyway. Oh, yeah. Right. So keeping him in the game and happy. They win a $100 uh, pot and, and they just throw him like a five Redbirds. And then, yeah. yeah. If you were thinking about this, like if you were thinking about it's unfair to the dealer in the moment, just when you either win the pot or um, like take, give back his money, like say you raise whatever because somebody was complaining or something like that, and you give back the man his money, you just tell him you have to tip dealer. Like well, I yeah, I mean, you. yeah, there's a million ways that you can do it to ensure the dealer is compensated. If you just snap re-raise and then give him his 100 back, it doesn't affect the dealer at all. Um, but, like, yeah, you could also just, like, be in a hand with him, and if he's trying to make a tough decision, say, like, I'll show you a card for $25, but you have to give the quarter to the dealer kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Like, there, there's, there's a million ways to ensure. Here's the thing. If the guy's at the table, I can promise you the dealers are doing well. Yeah. Like, for sure. Right. The dealers might be the only person doing better than the best reg in the game. <laughs> Dealer are at least right. basic. Yeah. So They're it's doing just, good. He's pumping up all the pots. They're big right. pots. They're getting tipped. Yeah, right. for sure. I, I think that this is like an absolute no-brainer. And it's... Stu- you know what? It doesn't surprise me. It doesn't surprise me at all. <laughs> you know, you know uh, he took a full heel turn. So, I mean, it just uh, doesn't surprise me at all. And I think that that kind of coincides with like the last topic that I, I want to touch on, which was uh, a response I made to Lewis Spencer kind of saying uh, how ridiculous the private scene has become in live cash games in Vegas. And uh, not that Lewis would not know what to do in a situation with a drunk whale at the game just like punting off 20 big blinds a hand but more so it speaks to this this i I guess like thought process of being i hate to use the word entitled because it feels like a loaded term um but like the very uh me-centric point of view when it comes to uh like looking at the live landscape so all of the players that are saying like i would just take the hundred dollars and be happy with it because it's free money kind of stuff i don't play private games i right. don't care about private games all, all of the guys who are in the comments basically saying like uh we don't care if this drunk guy stays or goes 
that type of stuff, it's all very selfishly motivated and it's largely built upon a terrible misunderstanding of how you're making money or uh or, or like a lack of self-awareness well it's like the perceived ev versus ev now where you might be winning a longer hour or more of an hourly if the guy stays whereas someone says oh if i'm winning this hundred dollars right now this makes up for my hourly and if he mm -hmm. leaves or goes i don't care Doesn't right, matter but to the me. not caring part is like where the lack of self-awareness comes from because everybody no matter how good they are should care because this guy's contributing way more to your bottom line yeah. than anything any normal game environment ever could yeah there's definitely a situation that happens uh where it's like okay he comes back to the table the money's gone he's just pissed and leaves yeah or that that's probably gonna happen more often than not well that is what happened yeah. he came back and he like basically told the big blind to go fuck himself uh and left or at least or maybe now i'm now i'm not sure if i'm remembering what the end of the video said or if i'm <laughs> thinking about like what one of the comments in the thread said but anyway like obviously that easily could be a potential outcome here is that uh you know the guy comes back he sees what's happened his hand is gone he's upset tells everyone to go fist fuck themselves and you know just takes back his up and leaves yeah and he, he could even just go to another table yeah. you know um, yeah, now you're the one that doesn't profit off of uh, right, that, like that experience. Right, <laughs> like this stuff matters so much. Like people just don't understand how many hours you log in order to get the gifted free money for some fraction of time. Like if you play a thousand hours a year live professionally, you hope that 5% of those hours will be in a game where somebody is just absolutely wailing out. And those 5% of hours... Andy Beal adjacent. Right. Those 5% of hours are going to often a, a account for like a big portion of your bottom line. A big chunk of your yearly bottom Even line. Even if you lose in those games, like your hourly is just going to be highest then. Correct. Yeah. And it's like, you know, not even going to be remotely close. So I think that it's... And, and you know, I don't want to harp on, on Lewis. I love Lewis, actually. Like, I really enjoy his banter. I, I, I like having him in the game. But, like, you know, he's tight and he plays well. And Wears a scarf. He wears a scarf. He, <laughs> he doesn't actually wear a scarf in Bobby's. But, like, you know, he plays, he plays good. He plays really good. And it's, he plays obviously good, right? Like, there's no, <laughs> there's no part of him. Like, yes, he's Sven. There's no part of him where anybody thinks that they're ever getting the best of Lewis. <laughs> you know, it's like he sits with 100 big blinds. He's very meticulous about how he puts his money in the pot. He's very thoughtful about everything. No one, regs included, no one thinks that they're getting one over on Lewis. And that's a big, big, big problem to his bottom line, right? Like, he's just not going to win a lot because he's not going to be afforded the same spots as people who feel like or at least present that they're giving something up to the environment. And that was a big reason why I felt like there was a need to respond because uh, there's this common take that Vegas has just recently gone private when it comes to high stakes cash. And that for the better part of 20 years, if you had money and a desire, you could just show up to the Bellagio and play the biggest games in the world. And that's just fundamentally false. Scam. I've been grinding cash here since 2007. At no point in time was there much availability to play 50, 100 or larger in the public sector. Yeah. The games happened. 
they would pop up. But again, it would be like 20% of your hours at most where you happen to be either in the casino or you greased enough host palms to contact you immediately whenever a game would pop up. But it very, very rarely happened in the public sector. I played 102040 from 2009 to 2012 pretty regularly at Bellagio. I played one session of public 2550. One. And it was only because Robo and those guys like didn't care, didn't have enough people or didn't care enough to make the game private. Right. So one day out of the three years, it was a uh, free for all. Correct. <laughs> and then I played one time 5,100 at Venetian where some whale had like opened a game and uh, you know, some of us caught wind of it and we rushed over. I said, fuck it, we ball. So it's like these games existed. They popped up sometimes during the world series. Uh, I want to say like during the series, there would be a little bit more consistency with like 50, hundred, but honestly, even that was mostly at the Rio. And a lot of it was just like PLO. You know, when, when I was battling with Greggy and Benba and, and Sylvia and, you know, all of those guys, Osmus, all those guys who came up through the Bellagio ranks, we were battling at 10, 20, 40, not because we couldn't play bigger. It's because it was the biggest fucking game in the, in, in the city. <laughs> you know, you just yeah. didn't have the availability because Bobby's room has always been private. People don't realize this. Bellagio had a written list. A written list until like 2016. They did not adapt Bravo. They were the last casino mm-hmm. in Vegas to adopt Bravo. Yeah. Because they kept it semi-private. It was always semi-private. Even 10, 20, 40. You would grease palms with the floor to get moved up the list or to get you know, moved up as a call-in. If you were a Noir player, you jumped the list. So they had these like predisposed ways for whales to get into games ahead of others. Uh, they had a 10th chair rule where if the table agreed upon it, Anybody on the list could fill the 10th chair. Didn't matter what order you were in. Right. Amazing. So like we would often make it 10 handed for special players, a special game. And like, this is all, this is all mandatory. It's necessary in order for the environment to thrive. Right. So this notion that somehow private games are new is just a complete and utter lack or misunderstanding of the history of cash games in Las Vegas. 2008, when I moved out here, uh, Gabe Thaler was running a 2550++ game around Jamie Gold twice a week at the Venetian back in the salon. Totally private. Absolutely no way a reg could get in. Zero shot. What's the salon? It was the former back room at the at Venetian that's dead. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. Uh, they tore it down. Um, GG salon. There was uh, there was a, a you know a period of time where Blazarian was slumming it. You know before he apparently won all this money in poker. Uh, he, was, he was a regular in the 10-20 game for a very short period of time, like three months. Then he made a bet that he wouldn't play 10-20 for a year. And what ended up happening was Robel, Antonio, Jeff Gross, Brian Rast, they, would, like, they were the victory poker crew back then. It was an upstart uh, online site or whatever. This is post-Black Friday, I think, like... Uh, maybe maybe it wasn't. Maybe it was like 2011, 2010. I don't remember. Anyway, uh, they would just follow Blitz around and they would open bigger games. And you could not get into those games. You just, you know, you just couldn't. They just cherry-picked who they wanted to play because that's just what you did. Now, if you want to say the logistics have changed where I can actually walk into Bellagio and say, hey, I want to start a private 501k game. I'm willing to pay the hourly rake and, uh, you know, I want to keep it private so whoever... Whoever wants to play has to come through me. Whoever I say goes. 
that part has changed. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Logistically, it used to be trickier. You had to show up with a full list. Right. You'd all just get on the list at once, start the game, and then... Correct. Right. And then, and then you, nobody leaves. And then you'd fake stack <laughs> seats. Yeah. People would leave. You just leave a stack there. Right. Right. And you'd say, oh, no, he's coming back. Yada, yada, yada. Oh, right. And then you'd call <laughs> other people to come in, and they would, like, just very casually jump the list, and the and the floor would look the other way. Right. I don't give a fuck how you... How you quantify but it. how you call private. them private or not yeah. private whatever yeah. you want to say the games were private the difference yeah. now is it's openly private versus right. before sneak private right, right. even like, <laughs> you weren't getting in the game was right the main even thing. when the jrb right. game existed uh keating was running a secondary game and look i've been shut out of way more private games than i've been let into <laughs> right so like i would play jrb's game three days a week keating would run his game which was significantly smaller. It was like uh, three six twelve was JRB's game in Ivy's room, and then Keating was running like one two or two four, and uh, I would always show up and be the first on the list. I would just wait, and then they would agree to break the game eight handed before I could sit. So if a seat opened because I knew that they were doing the fake stack shit, I would just hawk it, and I would say like, "Nah, he left. I saw him leave," and they would go, "Oh, we're quitting." So like the second I would sit down, game would break, right? And that was just the politics. Because private games have always fucking existed. Zach is one of the biggest whales to ever come through California or to ever come through Las Vegas. Ultimately, he proved to be the guy that got Garrett Rich. Like this is literally the 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 hero's story for how Garrett Alstein became Garrett Alstein. It all originated here in Vegas. Zach was like a real estate trust fund baby who came to Vegas one day. Uh, they had the regular game going at the win. It was like 10, 10 and a quarter. Uh, it was like Gina Fiore, who we've had on the show, Jackie, um, Marcus Gonzalez was in that game. Um, a, a few others that have like long passed that, that nobody would really know any longer. But anyway, there was like, you know, the regular game of eight or 10 that happened or eight of nine that happened to be there that night. I played the win all the time. I just so happened to not be there that night. This guy walks in from the blackjack table, sits down with a quarter million, loses it all, and then for the next three months, they just travel around the city listing this game everywhere that they go. I tried to snipe this game maybe a hundred times. <laughs> this guy made everybody rich. Everybody you know, made big six figures, low seven figures, uh, depending on if they were chopping him up or not. I don't know. I don't know like what the actual politics of the private game were, but mm -hmm. it was clear he was the only loser. You know, and they just absolutely obliterated this guy. Eventually, he moved to San Diego and then up the coast to, to LA and started playing like 100, 200, 200, 400 with, um, with Prahlad and Garrett and JRB and a few others at Commerce. And that game ran for years. It got huge. Garrett was a massive winner of that game, right? And private. And it was private. <laughs> <laughs> Nobody's fucking getting in. Andy didn't get rich from that game. Mm -mm. You know? Like, sure, sometimes they would, they, they would let people in here and there, but make no mistake about it. It's the player's discretion at the end of the day. Now, I get it. When you're on the outside looking in... You are on the outs. <laughs> it feels unfair. It feels like you are in a situation where people are fucking with your bottom line and that the, the game within the game is very unfair and the deck stacked against you. It and is. you're right, it, it is. is. It is. It absolutely is. But there are ways to mitigate that. There are ways to make yourself valuable. And if you're a professional poker player, specifically a professional cash player, that's fucking important. 
That's way more important than being good than running more sims. <laughs> yeah. Right. And figuring out your bottom line. Like, you know, I, I kind of said it tongue in cheek to Lewis, but it's like either go play high roller tournaments or figure out a way that you can offer value to the environment. Cause if there were six games throughout the city that were running with a list with a private list, that means that there were 54 seats available for you to potentially be one of 54 and no one wanted you. Right. Yeah, it's the entitlement factor of just being good so you get to play. And it's not Correct. fair that I'm not allowed to play. But at Which, the end of the day, that's not how the game works I anymore. Li- I totally get it. The, the idea of pouring yourself into a skill, becoming honing that skill, becoming elite at that skill, and then everybody's saying, like, you're too good for us to play with you. There's no sport that exists like that. Right? But there, are a, lot of, there are a lot of markets <laughs> that exist like that. If you're sharp in the sports betting world, Gone. you get flatlined all the time. Yeah. If you're a good counter, Gone. you get flat bet or banned all the time. Right? There's like YouTube channels of guys being card counters. They're getting like asked to leave casinos all the yeah. time. It's like, oh, I'm going right. to go here and like see how long I can play until I get banned. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. So it's like, on one hand, is it unfair to you, the individual, because everybody isn't getting to operate in this open environment? Yes. On the other hand... Is it absolutely necessary and fair to the environment slash recreational? Again, yes. If we just if 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 private games absolutely never existed, like in some fantasy world where home games were, you know, the death penalty if you got caught. <laughs> Therefore they just never ran. <laughs> and nothing logistically could take place in a casino where you could privatize a game. If that were the case, would live poker flourish the way that it does? I would contest no. I would say no. Not at the higher stakes. I think it would look like online high stakes. Right. Where games only run around one whale who is silly enough to put his money down recreationally and compete against the best Mm -hmm. and eventually just gets chopped up. Yeah, it'd just be five sharks and them. Right. Yeah. You know, there's this old saying that if you're the seventh best player in the world and you only sit with the six best, you're the fish. Right. How do you think recreationals feel? They're not in the conversation, right? They just want a fun, jovial environment where they have a sporting chance to not get skinned. Mm-hmm. And unfortunately, the market dictates that that means they get to decide who they play with. And as long as they get to decide who they play with, there will be people who will help them facilitate games. Will those people generally be shitty for live environments? Yeah. Who do you think are the game runners? It's the nits who can't beat an open game. It's true. <laughs> right? Generally speaking, that's going to be the case. Well, why, and why I would miss they? my true calling, like, guys. Why, I would they my... play, why would they play an open game if they can just Correct. do this instead? Like, if your skill yeah. set is creating a game, getting people on the list, having the social skills to say, okay, everyone show up here at 10 a.m. Right. And, why would you not? And that's important. <laughs> that's just as important to the environment as a guy who's willing to come in and move money around and facilitate a lot of gamble and action to keep the recreational happy. That's just as important to the environment as recreational is existing. It's just as important to the, uh, to the ecosystem as people who can loan and take on that risk. <laughs> I see this as like a fish tank, right? But then someone who's like really good at poker, very sharp, like call it not even from a social skills doesn't matter. Let's just say bad at social, like all the negative things, right? Because being good at poker in this regard is a negative. Mm-hmm. Like having a win rate is a negative for the game environment. Like it's like happy, Correct. happy, happy environment. And then like a parasite comes in. It's like dun, 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 dun. And you're like, oh, 
like, let me get a seat in your game, please. Like, no, get the fuck out. This is going to sound like a stretch, but there is a parallel here. Um, even in like the food and beverage industry. So if you have a bar back or a bartender that's really fucking good at their job, a lot of the times what they want is to be a bartender or to become a server. But the sad reality is, is that if these guys are too good at their job, what ends up happening is they, they remain barbacks. Their value is much higher as a barback. who like shoot the shit with the bartenders and go have, go get drunk after work, or flirt with the cocktail waitresses. The guys that are super personable and also do a pretty good job, those are the guys that get moved up. Right, because the actual skill set there is being a good barback. A, a, a good bartender can only be a good bartender with a good barback, right? So you kind of position yourself into a, pick a, a corner. Right, and, and like that's the thing, like that's fine. Hey, if you are elite and uh, you recognize that you don't want to work the, the, the social meta in order to get these seats, fine, that's fine. There are other options. Online still exists. High roller tournaments still exist. You you could start your own game. You know, it, it, it is fair in that regard. Now, the fact that, uh, you know, the softest money is being put up for grabs for people that, you know, maybe you have less respect for or whatever the case may be. It is what it is, man. It, mm -hmm. you know? sometimes, it bees like that. Yeah. Part <laughs> yeah, of the I, skill I, of being a professional poker player isn't just playing the cards. Well, especially right? nowadays, playing, right? Yeah. Uh, way back when, called mm -hmm. like Black Friday, like poker on, online high stakes mm -hmm. was popping, right? right? You could just show up and sit down and play if you had money. You had to be good at the game. Right. You had yeah, to be yeah. good then. But now if you're trying to play 100, 200, where they literally shut people out of the game for being too good, you can't be too good anymore. Yeah, yeah, yeah you have fun. to have that skill set of being able to get into the game. I don't even know if it's about right? being too good. It's, it's that you can't be feared. You have to get people to like losing to you. Yeah, you know, at one point, somewhere along the line, there was a big switch. I think early in the in the boom, we looked at Ivy as this stoic figure that everybody was just terrified to sit down across the table from, and we viewed that as like what we would all desire to be. Mm -hmm. Right, like we want to be the alpha. Right, but feared. but it's the Daniels of the world that excel in the game long term, because being feared leads to getting no action. We saw it happen in the heads up in the heads up arena. Like if you got to be good, you just died. Like Seaver was one of the sharpest. I thought whenever he was talking about his come up through heads up, he said that whenever uh, he was moving up through the lobbies, rather than lobby hold, he would start at the bare bottom and play the worst of the players. He didn't want to go and knock the king off. No, he wanted to win as much free money as possible from the worst players that would still play him he and then and very went, gradually yeah. escalate his way mm -hmm. up to the top. Well, he didn't want to tip yeah. his hand. Yeah, because all the guys in the ranking order knew, okay, this guy won't play me, right? so I'm not going to play him. Right. And then they see Scott beat him. It's like, oh, Scott beat him, but I can beat him, which means right. I might be able to beat Scott. Right. Sharp. Right, so <laughs> if you just jump up to knocking the kingpin off and now all of a sudden the best heads-up player at that stake won't play you, you have no action, right? Yeah, right. So it's, it's you've completed the game without actually playing it, right? And look, like this is no fun. It's no fun for anybody. It's hard enough to get good at the game. So having to navigate all this, all these extra elements, it might not be for you. It might not be for no. anybody, right? It, it, and and you know, Lewis did make a couple really valid points. Um, this system is still pretty broken. Go on. Well, the fact that you can't walk into Bellagio and start your own 100-100 game is a little bit problematic, right? As in, even if you have a list? Correct. So they protect what they have. 
And I think the casinos are very incentivized to do that, right? Because they're doing long-term business with, with certain clientele. And uh, for that reason, you know, this is no different than the old... Remember the show uh, Tilt that yeah. was on ESPN? Mm -hmm. It reminds me of that, uh, where the main character was just like uh, kind of partnered up with the casino hosts and games would just pop up whenever people would show up and say like hey you have any high high stakes no limit mm -hmm. be like actually at 4 p.m today we will have a high stakes game and then it was on the pro to kind of set the lineup and you know they they were shadier about it but uh it makes a lot of sense the long-term business model between both the games that currently exist and the the host at the casino or the casino card room or whatever they are largely in cahoots and yes, that's not fair to the person on the outside looking in, but there's a lot of fucking casinos in the city. Mm -hmm. You know, it's so tough. Bellagio's going to be the highest traffic. Treasure Island's going to be the lowest. You know, good. Go is low. there a path for someone like Lewis um, in terms of getting into these games? I mean, yeah, but he he probably couldn't stomach it, right? Because it's just literally wailing. You, you you need to be the whale. <laughs> you need to show that you're you're, you're willing not, to gamble. Yeah, that you're willing to gamble and that you're not scary. Which goes against the way that got you to where you are in the first place. Correct. It's mm -hmm. like the complete opposite, right? Yeah. And I'm like personally being someone that cares a lot about poker and trying to get very good at poker. Like I'm very aware that I'm not good for private games from a poker playing perspective. Mm -hmm. Right. Regardless of this, Nobody style, whatever. the child of the sim in the game. Yeah. Su <laughs> surprisingly. Right. Oh man. Pretends to be shocked. Yeah. But like that's kind of, that's on me to figure out if I want to go the high stakes private game route, how to navigate that situation. Yeah. Like jungle is a good example. Jungles. I've played with him a fair amount. Like he's fun at the table he's a little bit splashier than you would ever anticipate but if you don't already have that uh rapport with him he's just intimidating he's the guy that you know is believed to be incredibly good and it's really difficult to get over that stigma right so uh I i'm not trying to portray this as being a flawless system or that uh you know there isn't room to complain at some point, like there needs to be some sort of leveling off. And I recognize that I've benefited a lot from, from this system. So like, I'm certainly not high horsing here. Uh, I'm more so just speaking to the truth that this has always been the case. Starting pre moneymaker boom. This is new. Mm -hmm. Yeah. This is not new. Right. Like if you even want to go pre moneymaker boom, we're talking, uh, the, the, the corporation versus Andy bill. That was the biggest EV spot in poker history. Right? It was before Moneymaker. Yeah, it was Limit Poker. So that was, that, that, to this day, that was still probably the biggest EV spot in the history of, of poker's existence. <laughs> and what, right. five people got to play him? Mm -hmm. You know, now don't get me wrong. I'm sure that you could have invested in the, in the corporation back right. then and maybe gotten a piece of the action. But nevertheless... There was only one Andy Bill, and he was only going to play with a handful of people. That was right. as private as it fucking gets. Mm -hmm. It was a lot easier back then because the money factor was, uh, was very easy to create a barrier. But now money is so free and accessible, especially for good players. You can raise the stakes to 1K, 2K, and I'll show you a kid who's playing 5'10 right now that could easily get rolled to come play. 
You know, like Nick Margington's playing 510 no limit at Bellagio every single day. And if a 1K, 2K popped off that was just straight open and full of whales, hey, hey, I need money. Pretty sure he'd find the money, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know? So, like, the, the, the money barrier is no longer there to keep people out, which means that, of course, <laughs> it had to get more sophisticated with how they go about doing it. Right. And now the filtration system is does my environment like losing money to you if you're a net winner? Right. Do the people that I'm catering to want to play with you? Right. And that's a different skill set. That's a network skill set instead of, hey, like, what do you check raise on Jack 6 4? Very different. You yeah. know what skill set I'm about to show off? What? How to play with one card only on stream. Apparently, I'm getting free rolled into the WPT Creators game 2550, but I'm only allowed to look at one card. This is Ben's Ben's? This, this oh, is, this this is, is real amazing. life. I'm only allowed to look at one card, and I got 100 bigs. Wow. Uh, I, see, this is I'm, good content. See, This I'm, is great content. I'm I, calling a net. God bless, man. <laughs> Where's a net? A net, listen, I got to uh, call you. I got to get some tips. I need to know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, a, you get more info than she did. Apparently, I know, she, she played blind. This will be a fun one to strategize. I'm going to have so much fun. At the game, strategizing for it. What happens if you get four bet? I hope do you I, have an ace. Do I have a seven? You have an ace. Oh, no, 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 no. You see, I don't want him to know. Like, I'm not just going Too with much an strat. ace, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm yeah, not going like, with any aces. I'm going to, like, if I get, a, like, a seven of hearts, you know, it's all in. No. Lucky seven. <laughs> You're an idiot. <laughs> Like, okay, so, in your game. Honestly, this, in your game. this is, so this is a good example of somebody who's very good at manipulating uh, perception, despite being the sickest fucking nit on earth. <laughs> like, bro is spot, the man. sickest fucking nit. He's the fakest action on the planet, <laughs> but he says the dumbest <laughs> shit. This is how you keep it going, he man. He says, honestly, get in there honestly seven. D- Dylan Stefano played uh, in, in, Bo- in Bobby's room for quite some period of time, and he's oh, very man. good, and he's a nice, young, personable man. He's enjoyable to be around, and I could never figure out like why he got seats. And then one day, we were playing the stand-up game, and he kind of very casually just like looked around, and like I think he like didn't defend the big blind versus somebody who was standing or something like that. We just like lost our mind. What are you doing? And he's just like, well, the goal, it, once you're sitting, is to end the stand-up game. And we all just like, we're like, are you, you out of your mind? What are you talking about? There's just so much free money to pick up on from the mm-hmm. people who are standing that have to fight for pots. And he's like, no, 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 no. Because we play, if somebody wins with seven deuce, you get picked back up. And he goes, no, there's too much risk with the seven deuce bounty <laughs> that you might get picked back up. And now I think he was just long conning like Connie, trying to get us to think that he's actually an idiot. It's kind of based. It's based. It's super smart. The difference is he's not a sick nit. So like he didn't really have to advertise quite as much as Conrad does. I don't know why you think I'm such a nit. Because it's not really true. I mean you punt, but like in very nitty ways. Never. (laughs) Very, very nitty ways. Whatever. That's what you think, man. Called out like that, man. I mean the man's blow up a spot, Burke. The man's see me play like six hands of poker all together. I watched him full Queen Jack suited under the gun one day. I lost my fucking mind. When was this? That was a long time ago, but... When was this? It was a long time ago. Shout out to Nick, by the way. He won the 525 main That's right, OC online championship mm-hmm. main. He doesn't get like a ring or a belt or anything. No, but he gets 60K. Just 60K. nice, yeah. Won it while grinding 510. There you go. Man sitting there fighting for mm-hmm. 60 bucks an hour and just ships a tournament for almost 60K. 
Never miss a Sunday. I, <laughs> Big shout out to one of our own. Thank fuck, you, this Nick. This fucking guy, man. I, I asked <laughs> I asked him about like how much he's playing tournaments. He goes, I quit tournaments, man. Like, Get out of here. You're just good at poker. You can play whatever you want. Yeah, it's you like me. You play them recreationally. Yeah. Sometimes on a Sunday, you're playing a shitty tight two, or 5-10 game. And you're like, I'll hop in the OC champ. You, you, can, just win it. you can only one table. That's right. And there was a 1K at yeah. the same time. Oh, wow. Bold choice, Cotton. Well, it worked out for him. More value in the five twenty. Yeah, maybe he only had fifteen hundred in there. You know. Yeah, his account was running low. That's right. I look. I've been there. All right, let's uh, let's catch the people up on on our weekend warrior picks and get out of here. It's time. How does he miss his cue that time? Jesus. Let's fucking go. <laughs> well. As you know, I told you last week, I was going to get back to my winning ways, and I did just that. Mitchell Robinson, over 11 and a half, or higher than 11 and a half <laughs> rebounds and assists. Easy money. He had 14 boards. I didn't even have to go look at how many assists he had. Easy. Sidekick, what you working with? Are the Knicks good this year? They're always going to be mediocre right now because they have... Because uh, of the Knicks. Yeah, basically. And <laughs> fucking... Do- James Dolan sucks, man. Nick Nick's had a chance last year, right? They were like kind of decent. No, they no, they have Julius Randle, man. They can never win anything. Julius Randle is the absolute worst. Are you also a Brooklyn fan? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I like that he didn't even hesitate. Yes. Well, it's like JT. <laughs> Absolutely, yes. He's sitting uh, yes. all New York teams. Is it from my state? Yeah, love them. No, I mean, I don't care for like the Bills unless they're like playing against somebody I hate. Mm. But you know, Islanders. Mm. Yeah. Know it. Islanders, Rangers. From Long Island. I like Rangers before Islanders. So you basically took everything New York besides Buffalo. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Disqualifies Western New York. Upstate. Midwest New York. Midwest New York. It's kind of not New York. It's kind of not New York. What are you working with over there, sidekick? Did you get a W or what? (laughs) Of course I got a W, man. I picked my Caliente pick of the week. I should have picked it last week, too. Lock of the century of the week. That's right. Jalen Warren. Higher than 0.5 touchdowns. Damn, uh, did you get lucky in that one? <laughs> did I? Yeah, you did. You got a 75 yard lucky. run, man. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, but did the Steelers win, though? They didn't get anywhere near, Don't get me started. near the end zone. <laughs> yeah, they did. They <laughs> fucked up. No, they didn't. Yeah, Kenny missed, uh, <laughs> Kenny missed Deontay for a game-winning uh, touchdown. Right, nowhere near. <laughs> what do you mean? They were on, like, the 18-yard line. Hmm. That's nowhere near. That's not. That's that not, is nowhere near for the Steelers. That's nowhere near the red zone for you. Listen, not too guys, close. The Steelers fucking suck. We're seeing it now. No, like, they do it, not suck. Listen, all listen. Unraveling. I did maybe, maybe, kind of go with my heart instead of my brain. You bet the. You look. I'm back on blame Kenny, Canada, I man. Took, I took. I took Kenny. Pickett I'm back on blame Canada. Higher than uh, 179 and a half <laughs> passing yards. He had 23 passing yards. Yeah, he's 23 sucks. in the first half. No, in the whole no, game. No, in the game. No, he that's the, I'm, I'm joking. He, <laughs> but he had, he had about 100. He, he, uh, on a good day. Was, listen, hate to say it, but Cleveland's defense is fucking good. They're really, really good. Are they good or the Steelers' offense just what, bad? What, what was it? it was a, a combination. combination. Great combination. <laughs> right. Listen, mm-hmm. this, you, know, the, you know when it's like uh, an, a, 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 an immovable force meets a, an immovable object? Oh, my or, God. Unstoppable, unstoppable force. force immovable object? <laughs> it was like the opposite of that. <laughs> so a stoppable force meets a movable object. Right. Yes. Yeah, so there was no force. It was just the object. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, yeah, but so from here on out, you know, we're gonna make smart picks, right? Okay. We're gonna start using our brain. We're gonna—I mean, 
We're playing the down bad Bengals this week, so I'll probably go with the Steelers again. I feel <laughs> scammed, man. I feel fucking uh, scammed. Why? We told you we were going to miss yours. Mm-hmm. You didn't say told you were going to miss yeah, We, we told literally you. told you you were going to miss yours. Yeah, we said exactly what was going to happen. I mean, the game script did not play out the way I expected it no, to. No, not at all. I thought it was going to be a big blowout, yeah. and it wasn't. Yeah, Tyree Cook, though. Uh, yeah, Tyree always cooks. Should have went with the bulldog. Mm-hmm. You gotta well, stick to the, the bulldog. bulldog. Jalen had three in the first half. He was targeted eight in. times. Well, that's a problem. That's a fucking lot. That's a lot. Targeted yeah. eight times, only caught four. Mm. I mean, he caught half. Vegas is playing Stop. ball, man. Ever since they fired, what's his what's his name? Yeah, they look a lot better. They are mm. balling. Uh, their Shots quarterback was really though. good. He looked good in the preseason. He, he might be it. He might well, be their guy. He's just smart. He does what everybody should have been doing from day one, which is just throw the ball to Deontay. Right. Yes. He right. got a nice ball. fucking cook. No, no, no. Not Deontay. Devontae. Devontae. Nobody yeah. ever should yes. throw a fucking ball to Deontay. Yeah. Deontay <laughs> is absolute trash. He dropped Back a couple this week. Grappo! He didn't drop any. What we working with, my dude? I gambled on the durability of Mr. Craig, the uh, the it, Scottish Braveheart. Is it really a gamble at this point, Guap? Yeah, I'd like to think so. Okay. I mean, look, I ran the numbers. Actually, here, let's let's show everybody now. I think it's kind of funny how sharp these. You're gonna meet. show us your William Hill count numbers. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> <laughs> Hold on. One it won't fit on the screen. <laughs> so, I think we put in like 53 bets, and we're exactly back 50 percent. Yes. Wow. If, wow. You, if you combine all of them. Let's fucking yeah, go! Just look at mine. I'm fucking cooking with grease, baby. What are you at? Eight and three. Yeah, very yeah, nice. Burpees, uh, I've been on a stretch. Burpees I've been on a slide, man. I was. Fucking... Are you counting Melissa and uh, Hunt? They're not going to get on the board until they have five picks. Okay. Hunt lost. Hunt lost again. Mm-hmm. He's, he's proving to not be very good at this. <laughs> Started off hot with the one and zero streak, and now right. he's it's one and small sample one and size. Small sample size. Did Melissa pick or no? I believe she did not. He literally said he should just pick Erlen Allen every game, and then he went with. Harry Would it have Kane. worked? Yeah, I don't know why he he. Well, uh, I, I don't think you could pick Haland every week. Not? Maybe not, but because I don't think they play every week. I'm sure you could find something equivalent. Like I find a way to pick the Steelers every week. Equivalent. Yeah. <laughs> Anyways, anyways, <laughs> we survived our our uh, we did our circa Texans baby. Woo! Oh, we did. Man, we just Stroud. sweat that Texans game out. Holy crap! We went contrarian, picked the Texans. Uh, we got the the um, the chalk pick was the Redskins. Yes, they lost, oh, sorry, sorry, the Commanders. Uh, they lost Tommy DeVito. They lost to Danny DeVito. <laughs> the Danny DeVito led Giants, mm-hmm. uh, sponsored by coming through Jersey Mike's. That's right, coming through for us. So we uh, we lost, I think, forty percent of the field yesterday. I think Sick. we're down to like just shy of four hundred people. Oh baby, I can taste that nine million. At least five percent. Well, of our it. picks. Either way, this week we would have survived because we were going to go Jags or we were going to go Texans. Jags yeah. won. Jags yeah. stomped. Yeah, but yes. but now we have the Jags for uh for the nineteenth pick, mm-hmm. which is a big one because they play Carolina at home, and there really aren't very many attractive picks that week. Uh, so it'll it'll be it's nice if we can make it to the end game. We're 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 sitting up. We're cooking with gas. We're doing pretty good. We honestly, we're gonna have a sweat this week. We we what's our, uh, what's our pick worth right now? About twenty about twenty five thousand maybe. Yeah, maybe like a that. little bit less, but know. yeah. Uh, we're gonna have a big sweat on Thanksgiving. We have the Lions. And how much is up top? Nine point four million. Oh, 
winner take it's winner all. take all okay <laughs> it's game uh, of gold <laughs> obviously it, obviously if, if more than more than one team makes it to the end of the season then last year which is very likely right last year two teams mm-hmm. won and the and the prize pool was like i think one third of this or maybe half of this uh so it's pretty probable it'll be like a handful of teams but who knows we got a chance we do have a chance um yeah, I still think we're gonna have to sweat the lines out. They've they playing? they're winning, but like they almost fucked it up against the Bears. I know. Uh, Who are they th- playing? They play someone bad. Oh, Green Bay. But Green Bay's been Green, looking better. Green Bay a played, lot better. They played the Steelers well and they, they won this week. Yeah, so, they beat the Chargers. Yeah. Shout uh, out to Nikki and her Packers. Kind of, kind of a big win for the Steelers. Mm-hmm. The Anytime Green, AFC team. I will wins. never forgive Nikki if the Packers beat. Hey, the fighting lines. adjacent real quick and speaking of Nikki, what's going on with this fight? Um, does anybody know? Mm, doesn't look like it's going to happen. Okay, the, but there the was Benz supposed Benz to be... fight. Okay, yeah. Yeah, Nikki P was supposed to uh, escrow 25K where it was just the security deposit for him to show up. And if he didn't show up, then Ben's Ben's got to keep the 25K. But like, we all know Nikki doesn't have 25K. Mm. <laughs> like, come on. <laughs> I was looking forward to that. <laughs> Not going to happen, bro. Is that recent, tell that to the, uh, tell the Hinge profile. Sure. Sure. That's true. <laughs> shout, out, shout out to my man's Hinge profile. Um. Yeah, I don't know. Looking forward to uh to seeing all the happenings mm. around the WPT as it starts Dude, to get nearer. The Lions are eight and two. Yeah, but it's what? been it's been shaky eight and two. Yeah, but they have no, eight. No, that mean, sounds like the Steelers being what they are. They're, they're, yeah, kind of. They're, 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 they're no, no, they're no, no, no. They're a very good team. Yeah, they're a good team. Eight and two. Corey's been at every game. Yeah, we need Corey to go to the Thanksgiving game. Yes. Oh wait, it's at home in Detroit. Correct. Yes, it oh, is. And he has season tickets. Yeah, he'll be there. there Corey run there. good. Corey Pray for Corey. <laughs> I mean, it's always at Thanksgiving at home. Um, yeah, it's, it's it's time, right? It's always Lions Cowboys. Lions, yep, and then the primetime game. How does that? How did they get those? Like, why Lions? We don't know. Like Cowboys make sense, you know, like America's team. Well, the Lions well, are kind of America's team. No, they're not. <laughs> they're historically one of the worst franchises like top five. in the NFL. Everybody loves the Lions. They're, they're like one of two teams that have never won a Super Bowl. Did they go? Uh, Everyone loves Lions. You want to know who the other team is? Don't know. Browns. Browns. Bengals. Bengals never won one. Wait, wait a minute. Wait a minute. Did the they've Lions? They've been to one. Did the one. Lions go 0 Arizona, 16 one year or was it 1 in 15? They've also been to one. Huh? Have the Lions been 1 in 0 and 16 or were they 1 the, in 15? They were 0 and 16, as were the Browns. Mm-hmm. My description for the game that was just played between the Steelers and Browns was it looked like the 2016 Browns playing the 2017 Browns. <laughs> Combined record for those two teams? You mean Steelers? 2017 no. Steelers? No. Oh. 2017 Steelers won like 15 games. Uh. Combined record for the 2016 Browns and 2017 Browns? Owen, one, one and thirty one. God, if you add last night's game or yesterday's game, they're two and thirty one. Mm-hmm. You know why? Because they beat your fucking Steelers with a backup quarterback that you were talking shit about. You know what I mean? He was. And bad. guess what's gonna happen? They're gonna do it again when they come in this fucking Pittsburgh. We already beat womp, them, womp. you idiot! Damn it! <laughs> <laughs> there, there was a point where Ben Roethlisberger okay. had more. Uh, more wins in uh, in, Cle- Cleveland. in Cleveland Stadium than, than any they, starting their quarterback. New stadium. Yeah, no, than the Cleveland Browns. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. Wait a minute. <laughs> so he's still he's still to this day the the most winning quarterback in Brown Stadium. Yeah, I, yeah, including their including the Cleveland Browns quarterback. Correct. <laughs> Question. Um, so for your bet with Conrad, in theory, this Bengals game this week would be one you're going to sweat and chalk up as a loss. Oh. Hold on. Initially, we had we had we had spotted this one. So, I need to update my loyal followers. 
Mm-hmm. And you know? What's the line? Last week we said the line was, I believe, 420, I said? Yeah. <laughs> I, 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 thought I, I think you gave me minus 450. I, okay, okay. That makes sense. <laughs> All right. Well. <laughs> <laughs> He's trying to come up with this in real time. He's After. By the way, the, the minus 450 was a terrible line. It was before the Burrow injury. But go on. He knew Bo was going to get injured just like you did with Andy. No, no, I'm saying like it should have probably been like minus 1,000. No, no. But go on. No, 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 because go you on. just watch. The Steelers are tro- showing their true colors. Okay. They are absolute <laughs> fucking trash. Mm-hmm. As I said when I made this bet, <laughs> it's, 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 you know, honestly, it's swinging, it's swinging my way, baby. Set the it's fucking swinging line. My, I'm going with minus 300. Can I bet it? No. Well, go find a book. What kind of book are you, man? You still think he's a, a three to one favorite? Yeah, he's still a three to one favorite. You wow. don't? Yes, I do. <laughs> <laughs> but, but I mean, him specifically. You should have seen that was a huge swing last night. You should have seen the stare was, that Brian it, gave Conrad right there when he was making the line. <laughs> it wasn't a huge swing in your favor. It was just like a big saving grace. Because if they had, if they had won that game, you're all but dead. Correct. I mean, if, yes. If the like, Bengals it, can it, figure it, out a quarterback in the next fucking dude, 80, Conrad, 72 hours, how do you hope? It breathed, hope, it breathed life. In, it breathed life into your corpse. Um, mm-hmm. How do things change if the Titans have won? Nothing. It doesn't change anything. Why are the Titans changing? Oh, Titans oh, yeah, that would have changed. Oh, if the Titans had beaten the Steelers, yes. that you could say that about any of every, their six wins, yeah, bro. Every like, this all is, six of their wins were in the fourth should, quarter on the final drive. They should not be six and three. It's one of the most disgusting. <laughs> six and four. Sorry, it's they one should of be most, seven and three. Yeah, well, <laughs> that's right. It's one of the most disturbing things ever. <laughs> that's right. Fourth and quarter it, football, and uh, it's yeah. not even fair because they play with fucking fifteen men on the field. They have four <laughs> fucking striped shirts and then a fucking whole team. It's absurd. Imagine. Imagine the when they finish the season eleven and five. The Steelers are actually or eleven and six. Actually, they're better than I actually thought they were because look how good Houston. They got crushed by Houston. Like, well, no, Houston's fucking good. Yeah. No wonder they got crushed. Yeah. I got understand. Jacksonville. So, Jacksonville's good. Uh, yeah. Jacksonville's yeah. really good. Houston's they beat the, good. they beat the Ravens, who are good team. Right. Beat the Browns, who they got at the time were good by team. The 49ers, mm-hmm. though. Good. Good team. No, but they got torched yeah. at home, like 35 to 3. Lots of the Good Niners. team. Talking about fucking CJ Stroud. All four Texas. of their losses are playoff teams. He's plus 1,800 mm-hmm. to win MVP right now. Well, it, we talked about this. His numbers aren't that god ungodly. I, I, like I said, though, he's a rookie. They're just ungodly the, for a rookie. If, they win the, if he wins the division, then I think he just wins it. I, I disagree. I mean, we'll maybe, see. but like. No, I, I don't think so. He's still turning the ball over a lot, and like they're not ungodly compared to. You have to remember, it's not just the AFC; it's the entire yeah, NFL. His his inexperience. He's going to be amazing, I think, at the end of the day. But his inexperience is showing. I mean, you see him making these like these interceptions late yeah. in the game, close very, games where they can just kind of like you know protect the ball a little bit more, kick a field goal, and I'm just very so play some Steelers football. Yeah, exactly. exactly. Play some Kenny Pickett style, some DTR style. <laughs> like that was two quarterbacks trying not to lose the game. Mm-hmm. The, the entire time, but uh, I'm very DTR, slow to DTR buy. DTR did exactly what he needed to do to win the game. Well, so did Kenny by that metric. Yeah. I mean, it was just going to come down to who scored in the final possession. Well, which defense lets somebody get in the field exact, goal range? Exactly. Like it, it, it was. It was, exactly it was literally it was. a battle of the five yard dump. We we had a chance. They had a chance. We we didn't score, and they did. So. Yeah. When's um, the last time you ever won by two digits? Never. Oh, wow, man. Ben Roethlisberger rookie year, maybe. <laughs> Dude, it's been a long four. time. It's been a long Every time. Every single week, it's just a heart attack. No, there, there was a period. There was a period where it was like him, AB, Lev, 
and they were just like mm -hmm. blowing people out week after week. I was losing my mind this week too because it was the Houston game and the Steelers game was ending right at the same time. Like so, like I was watching both games. And I'm just like yep. losing Real. my mind. Real sweat. Um, the one, the one that could win me nine million, we won. So that's probably better. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I don't know. I'm very slow to buy on these rookie quarterbacks. I was I was out on Levin. He proved to be a bit of a flash of the pan. Levin, Will Levis, Will Levis. Sorry. Uh, yeah, n n I'm nope. sure Stroud would be fine, but like not this season at least. Having Stroud one. is is no, definitely not this year. Way above Levis. The I most think. so far I saw is seven, so a touchdown. No shit, Landon. We just said all six of their wins were on the <laughs> final fucking possession. No, but <laughs> what did like, you think they were gonna win by thirteen? No, just like eight, nine. How? Their every single win was on the final possession. I didn't that didn't register. That's insane. Uh, clearly, that, that didn't register. How? That's absurd. How do you? How do you? How? Defense <laughs> wins championships, baby. Yeah. Defense wins championships. All right, let's get out of here. I need to go play some cards. Uh, let's play some fucking maybe cards. Maybe I can buy an offense with uh, like a Black Friday sale or that's, something. That's that's right. <laughs> <laughs> I know you were trying to get me to not forget, but I'm actually just we thought do we were anyway. done. There's more. Uh, suck on that. <laughs> we're doing a Black Friday sale for all of you who are interested in a yearly subscription. You save a hundred dollars, so three ninety nine using code Black Friday twenty three. Uh, that will actually get you effectively four free months. So the original price of four ninety nine is essentially two free months of uh subscription now at 399 you're getting effectively four so use code black friday 23 at sign up solve4y.io offer expires december 1st you have a little over a week to get after it uh also don't forget that we are running academies if you sign up for one prior to december 15th you will save 500 dollars. so the next upcoming cash academy is january 15th to the 17th uh after that we're going to be running another one in march as well as in May. And there's also an MTT Academy in May just before the beginning of the WSOP. So you can head to academy.solve4y.io. We'll be back tomorrow. Melissa will be in studio. We're going to have uh, a lot of fun stuff prepared for you. I think we're doing some sort of t-shirt swap, if you will. Um, we'll Jersey also, swap. <laughs> along the lines of t-shirts, we'll also launch our, uh, Black Friday merch tomorrow. So be sure to tune in if you guys are interested in any of that and you want to see the big reveal. Thank you guys as always for tuning in. I hope that this extra long episode was, uh, all that you could ask for and more. If you have any questions, comments, concerns, be sure to hit us up on our discord or leave a comment in the description below. Big shout out to underdog fantasy, uh, for the higher, lower pick them. If you guys want to sign up for that, just click the uh, the link in the description below and use code SIGNUPS4Y. We'll be back noon tomorrow. See you guys then. Thanks, Peace. <laughs>